you are tuning in to the Milk Carton Series. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we discuss the death row inmate, Margaret Allen. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode on the Milk Carton Series. If you are new tuning in, I am your host, Stephanie, and today we're going to be discussing a crime story If you guys are following me and have been following me, welcome, welcome back. You guys know I always love to thank you guys because without you, this wouldn't be possible because you need your viewers, you need your listeners, whether it's YouTube or podcast. So I'm always appreciative of anyone checking out my content. So today, guys, we're going to be discussing the death row inmate, Margaret Allen. And it's so crazy how I came across her story. I came across her story on rblackgirls.com. And this is another Black-owned website where she's doing similar of what I'm doing. She's posting articles. So I'm very thankful for her content because this allows me to research more cases that I have never heard about. And you guys know I'm very big on cases that I never heard about because These cases can be a lesson or it can just be something to spread awareness on or just simply just sharing another story because, again, it can be a great lesson for someone out there going through something very similar. Now, Margaret Allen was convicted of kidnapping and first-degree murder of Wenda Wright in Florida. Wenda was a 39-year-old woman who was Margaret's housekeeper. But sadly, this would be the job that would cost her her life. On February 5th of 2005, Margaret believed that someone had stolen $2,000 from her purse. But this is the thing. If someone steals something from you, wouldn't your first thing to be is to confront them? I know I would, especially if you're my housekeeper. So there wasn't really anyone else in the house, so... Margaret accused Wenda of stealing this money, taking her purse, because she tells her friend, and also, I do want to clarify on something, because a lot of different articles state that the guy Quentin in the story is her nephew, but then another article states that Quentin is her neighbor, so I'm not going to pinpoint what he was to Margaret, I'm just going to say his first name in the story. Okay, and there is another gentleman that is also will be brought up in the story. His name is James. So just wanted to clarify on that because it's so weird how different articles state different things. But nonetheless, we're going to continue on. So the story basically begins through the eyes of Johnny, who is Wenda's partner and Quentin, who testified against Margaret in order to get a lesser sentence. Now, Quentin tells the story that he was at Margaret's house when Margaret basically comes to him and says that her purse went missing. Now, they begin to search for the purse in the home. And at this time, Margaret tells Quentin that, you know, do not let Wenda leave the house because she believes that Wenda stole the purse. So Quentin then begins to testify that Wenda was crying and begging for her life. And that's when Margaret decided to hit her upside the head and she fell to the ground. He begins to tell that Margaret told him that if he did not help, you know, basically she would try to shoot him because there was a gun present 
in this moment because that's what she had hit Wenda with. And she basically tells Quentin to hold down Wenda on the floor. And while they're holding her down, you know, they begin to pour different chemicals on her, bleach, fingernail polish remover, rubbing alcohol, hair spritz, and they pour this all on Wenda's face. Can you guys imagine not only bleach, not only fingernail polish remover, you add rubbing alcohol, hair spritz, and you pour all of this onto her face. So she's consuming this stuff in in her body. And my thing is, like I said, she did all of this because someone took her purse, took her money. I get it. I definitely get it. I'm trust me. I don't like nobody stealing from me. But if you assume that this woman, you know, stole your money, why not, you know, like call the cops, you know, why not, you know, like fire her, then sue her? I know that some people they want to take things into their own hands, but this was like OD. OD. Then there was at one point, one of Margaret's children even walked into the room when all of this was taking place. And Margaret told the child to basically rip off a piece of duct tape so that that way they can put this over Wenda's mouth because Wenda's face was so wet from the chemicals and everything that, you know, they had poured onto her and they didn't want Wenda to scream. So not only did you have your friend included in this, you had your child help you by putting duct tape, taking off the duct tape to give to you so you could put on Wenda's mouth so that way she doesn't scream. And then not only that, you get belts and then you begin to beat her with it and then you tie her up with one of those belts. It's like, I can only imagine the fear the fear in her heart because what if she didn't steal your money? What if she did not take your money? Be granted, if this lady has been working for you for so long, what if the possibility she did not take your money at all? And maybe your child took it. Because let me tell you, children steal, baby. Shoot, me and my sister used to steal from my mother all the time. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't right, but we did it. We were children. We didn't know any better. You know what I'm saying? You see money. You see stuff, you're like, oh, I want to get some money. You don't really know what it is and what you can really do with money. And hell, $2,000, why the hell do you have cash, $2,000 just sitting out? I don't understand that, but okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not like we're back in the 90s (laughs) where people probably wasn't really using debit cards. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, what if this lady did not steal from you? OMG. So then Quentin testifies that Wenda was like not struggling after they they basically beat her. I don't believe that. I believe Wenda was fully struggling. She was probably in so much pain that this poor lady was saying, please stop, please stop. I'm going to piss myself. And that's when Wenda's body began to start shaking. And after about three minutes... She did not move. Margaret then tells Quentin to basically get some sheets to tie Wenda's hands together in case she wakes up. So Quentin then he leaves after the incident. And this is when Margaret basically calls Quentin throughout the night, but he didn't answer his phone. 
Y'all, and so Quentin didn't answer his phone. Do you know she basically found Quentin at the barbershop? <laughs> like, she went to find him. So then Quentin basically testifies that Alan still had the gun. She He gets into the truck with her, and they begin driving. And this is where the guy, James Martin, comes into play because he also has the truck. So... Margaret basically tells Quentin that Wenda was dead and that they need to discard and get rid of her body. So all three of them, they begin to drive to Lowe's to buy plywood to help move her body from inside of the house into the truck. And this is where they like borrowed a dolly hand truck from a local shop to help move the body. So Quentin then also begins to tell the story of how they returned back to her home. And that's where they see Wenda's body. It had been moved from where Quentin last seen her in the home. And then she also had been wrapped in carpet from Margaret's house. Like, y'all, it's, it's just mind-blowing how someone can do something like this. But people really do this crazy stuff. So they were able to get Wenda's body into the truck. And that's when they all three took shovels from Margaret's mother's tool shed. And they drove to this area off of a highway to dump her body. This is where Quentin and Martin begin to dig a hole while Margaret stands to make sure no one's looking, coming, wherever they're at. And they placed Wenda's body in the hole, covered the hole with debris, and took the carpet with them. They threw the carpet into a dumpster outside of a truck stop. And this is when they begin to pick Margaret's daughter up from school. And this is where the game changer comes in because Quentin then goes to the police and turns himself in. He couldn't take it. He couldn't take the simple fact that they had did all of this, you know, to Wenda. And he basically tells law enforcement where Wenda's body had been buried. And I can only imagine the fear, you know, especially if that's what he's saying went down. You know, like you're just thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to go over such and such house and then some shit pops off and you're like, what the heck? Like, I, I didn't come over here for that. That's like me going over my homegirl house and she killed her housekeeper and then she say, oh, you need to help me. And I'm be looking like, no, the fuck I'm not. I'm not helping you. Uh-uh. No, ma'am. So... In order for James, I guess, to get a lesser sentence or to get his testimony in this case, he basically tells the court that he was sentenced to 60 months for his participation in hiding Wenda's body. He then begins to tell how on that day of the murder, he was basically at Margaret's house helping her repair a vehicle. And this is when Margaret, you know, asks him about the purse. The purse, ironically, is gone. It's missing. But Martin's like, you know, I don't know where the purse is. So he begins to help her, you know, find this purse. He then begins to tell the story of how he left Margaret's home around 10 p.m. Because he had to go get a starter belt for the vehicle that he was actually repairing. And that's when Margaret, she then begins to ask him if he had any cocaine. You know, he didn't have any, so he went he went to go get some. And that's when he comes back and they begin to smoke it. Then he begins to testify how when he got back from finding the cocaine, Wenda was the only one at Margaret's house. 
He testifies that the timing of the events were very unclear because one, he was high and, you know, he basically says like he doesn't really recall, you know, certain things in the story due to that. So he does tell the court that, you know, he spent the night at the home and then in the morning, you know, he went with Margaret to take the children to school. And that's what's so baffling. Like she did all of this while her children were home. Like crazy. I don't I don't I don't really have any words for that. But then in the story, as he says, basically Margaret begins to ask him for help. You know, he says that they went back to her home and that's where he saw Wenda's body. He says that, you know, he thought maybe Wenda must have hit her head too hard and and you know, she died. But then he also noticed that she had bandana a bandana tied around her hands. So he begins to say, you know, they go and they bury the body. That's when they go and get this truck from Margaret's brother. And he does say that the truck was never found by police, but he does testify the entire plan, including getting the plywood at Lowe's, which was Margaret's idea, and how... You know, he was the only smoker of the group, so he did dump the ashtray out of the car after they did bury Wenda's body. And when they got back to Margaret's house, Quentin had left. And Margaret and Martin, they began to clean the nylon strap that had been used to secure the carpet around Wenda's body. He also says that they washed the truck and that he did not know what had became of the vehicle. Martin was at Margaret's house when the police came, and that's when the police came and did a search warrant. Because if you guys remember, you know, Quentin had basically said, you know, hey, you know, she killed someone. This is where the body is. And then they began to search Margaret's home. So when it was time for the cross-examination, they basically questioned Martin about Quentin. You know, they basically say how Quentin was the one that told Wenda she couldn't leave and how basically he was the one that gave directions to bury the body. But, you know, the defense basically elected that, you know, he was asleep. So he didn't know who killed Wenda because he says that um, Quentin did this, but he was asleep. So he really doesn't know who, in fact, killed Wenda. And then a crime scene technician testified that she exhumed Wenda's body and located a cigarette butt in the vicinity. The state and the defense stipulated that the DNA found on the cigarette butt was consistent with Martin's. Now, let's get into Wenda's bruises, basically the trauma that she went through. So she had bruises in her upper and lower eyelid, her front and back of her ear, her left torso, all over her left side, her trunk, right hand, thigh, knee, left eyebrow, forehead, upper arm, and shoulder area. Additionally, her chest, hands, torso, face, and lower lip had contusions. And her hands had, you know, markings on it because, of course, she was tied up, as well as her neck showing as if someone had maybe hung or tightly put something around her neck and was pulling at it. Dr. Kawes, he testified that his medical conclusion was that Wenda death was a result of a homicidal violence and strangulation and ligature where an important 
cause of her death, which again contributed to her death because that's how she pretty much died. He testified that it would take from four to six minutes of strangulation to die. He could not tell whether she was rendered unconscious during the beating because again, they did a lot of stuff to her, you know, with pouring different things on her as well as the strangulation, which is horrible. The state rested and the defense filed a motion for judgment of acquittal asserting that the state did not have They didn't prove that there was an underlying charge of kidnapping for felony murder. The trial court did deny this motion and defense rested without calling any witnesses. The jury found Margaret Allen guilty of first degree murder and kidnapping. On March 8, 2005, she was officially indicted for the first degree murder and kidnapping of Wenda Wright. Wenda's domestic partner, Johnny Dublin, last saw Wenda leaving his home with Margaret, and that is when Wenda never returned home. A few days after she went missing, Quentin, Margaret's you know, co-defendant and the state's main witness, turned himself into the police and told police all about the events that led up to Wenda's death. Quentin also took the police to where Wenda's body was buried and where also he and James buried the body. Wenda's partner pretty much testified that Wenda was a good person. You know, she believed that her and Margaret were good friends and also other family members spoke very highly of Wenda as well. And, you know, and how her death, you know, has made them feel. I can only imagine, especially after hearing all of the medical findings and, you know, just everything that Wenda went through, I can only imagine, you know, that type of pain. And I do pray for them in this time, although this case has been gone, you know, um, you know, a, a long time, you know, but do continue to pray for them as well. And despite the medical findings, the jury recommended a sentence of death in a unanimous vote. The judge on the case, George Maxwell, he followed the jury's recommendations and sentenced Margaret Allen to death for the murder of Wenda Wright. On July 11, 2013, the Supreme Court of Florida upheld the conviction and the death sentence. Now, Quentin was found guilty of second-degree murder and received a 15-year sentence. James was sentenced to 60 months in prison for his help in burying Wright's body. Truly sad. You know, it doesn't take away what they did to Wenda, you know, regardless if she did steal this money. It was like, did it really have to escalate to this extreme? Like, granted, she took your money, but I don't believe that it should have went to this extreme at all. Because now you're on death row and you will be on death row until it is time for you to go to glory, pretty much. But that is today's episode, guys. I thank you, as always, for tuning in. And as always, you can find me at the Milk Carton Series on YouTube. And you can also check out my website. We are up. It is still being worked on, but you can subscribe to our website so you can have more updates as we continue to release. I'm excited, guys. So again, stay safe. And thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. I'll catch you on my YouTube. Bye, guys. See you next Monday.